0: Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we try to be extra buttery and salty just the way you like it. I'm John Williams.
1: And I'm Ben Robinson. Get your popcorn and your jujubes and silence your motherfucking phone. We're talking movie theaters. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing pretty good. That's about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm I'm good. I like it. Yeah, yes. That is correct. <laughs> uh how are you keeping your sanity in this this time of quarantine?
1: Um by keeping myself busy 100% of the time it would seem. Uh Yeah. Yeah. It more than I want I I, I need a day off, but I I'm not going to get one for at
0: least another week. No, nope, not tonight either. No. No. What are you up to tomorrow? More of the same?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got uh, a bunch of yard work and stuff to finish. Isn't that what your kids are for? Yeah, but they're not very good at it and they give up after like 5 or 6 hours.
0: Yeah, and you can't beat them anymore. And not effectively. <laughs> um so in these trying times, we're uh we've picked a topic that is kind of topical.
1: We usually do the, uh, you know, nostalgia and things you remember fondly and uh, i guess this episode's no different since <laughs> yeah. all of the movie theaters across the country
0: are closed yeah so the movie theater is something i love uh i'm sure it's something you love as well yeah not as much as
1: you i don't think but uh
0: yeah it is a, it is a cool experience that
1: I'm, I'm glad we still have and hope doesn't completely disappear
0: if this shit yeah, I almost wanted long. to correct you and say, glad we still had, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah not much going on in the, in that uh, arena. Hopefully it comes back. It's definitely a place that is an experience.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a shared experience with other people. You know, when you're in the theater and something truly surprising happens or something really funny happens, kind of ex- sharing that gasp or, or laugh with all those other people does make the experience, I think, better.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was watching, uh, Avengers end game just yesterday, maybe the day before yesterday. Um, it's great now that I've got that, that, uh, drawing tablet, it also works as a second monitor. So when I'm doing like day job work, I can have a movie playing on that just off on the side so I can listen to it and glance over every once in a while. It's nice. pretty great.
1: Yeah. Very productive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So I was watching Avengers end game and every single time I watch that fucking movie and that hammer lifts and it f- hits Thanos and flies back into Cap. Yeah. Like I, I go back to that, to that moment every time. And it just like a swell of emotion happens now, now that I've got a year since it happened. Like I truly can say what I said back then that I think that was the greatest theater experience I've ever had in my life. You know, just like the eruption from the crowd of of applause, like it's there's nothing like it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and movie theaters are one of those things that I've always really enjoyed. Like I I love going to the movies, but uh, I don't do it very often.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were like a max once a month guy, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Like that's probably the most I've ever gone in my life. I'm oh. probably more <laughs> like a three times a year guy these days. And part of that, I think, is 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 probably the price and uh, the fact that I have a family. It's so, like most of the movies I've seen recently, if I paid for them, were ones where, like, I just went to the movies. But, you know, with you or, you know, just uh, kind of slipped off on my own for some me time.
0: Yeah, we've seen a few flicks for the podcast. Let's see. We saw Joker. Uh, yep. We saw Batman 89 and, and Superman, Superman movie. Yep. What else did we cover? Oh, Endgame, of course.
1: Yep. Yeah. So uh, I it, it, actually it appears that I only see movies
0: for the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it it got you out to the movie theaters four times last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm up in my average, uh, which is weird because I really like it. And and you know as far as like for one person it's not bad. You know, like twelve bucks or something for two to three hours of entertainment. It, that's, yeah. That's okay. But when it's a family of four, you're looking at like 60 bucks because i can't take my wife to the movies without her wanting you know a big thing of popcorn and soda Mm -hmm. and some candy and all that shit oh 60 bucks if you're lucky yeah like i i i'm i'm just cheap so like i go there and i'm like i'm not buying
0: any of that expensive ass popcorn that's something that for me became a necessity like going to see an event flick like i wanted a big ass bucket of popcorn in my lap and you know usually they come with a free refill so Whoever I'm sharing with, whether it be Kyle or you or Zach, especially Zach loved to just munch on all all the free popcorn he could um that person you you know I had to start saying, you have to go get the refill. I'm not getting up in the middle of the movie because you've eaten half of my popcorn.
1: yeah, well, that's fair if someone else bought it that uh seems totally reasonable, yeah. And if I, if I get popcorn, I'll eat the shit out of it. Like, I love eating popcorn mm-hmm. and watching a movie. It's just, I'm usually too cheap to fucking do it. I'm like, what, eight bucks for some
0: popcorn? So that that was something that I that I started baking into the cost. Like, it, it, I never thought of it as just like, oh, okay, I can go see this movie for 10 bucks. Or on the on the Tuesday deal day where it's like, oh, I can see a movie for five bucks. It's like, no, I can go see a movie for 22 bucks because it's a cheap movie and I'm going to get a, a giant popcorn and a, a giant Diet Coke. Now, do you like butter on your popcorn? I love butter on my popcorn.
1: I can't imagine eating popcorn without butter. That sounds sacrilegious.
0: Do you ask for extra butter? Uh, frequently. I
1: don't eat butter on my popcorn. Oh, you need that giant ass soda, then. That's going to be dry
0: and Awful. And you know what I do that also adds to that, uh, that dry-ass soda?
1: I don't kidnap children and keep them in your basement, you fucking <laughs> psychopath. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I all I put on my popcorn is salt. Well, I mean, salt is good, I guess. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'll just grab a few of those and, you know, just uh, sprinkle it on top and shake it out.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I like salt on my buttered popcorn, so... um I guess that's better than just dry Orville Redenbacher boring
0: ass popcorn (laughs) kernels. (laughs) Well, the the problem I always had was the greasy residue that gets left on your fingers. Like I'm a face toucher. I touch my face. I I rub my chin, and you know, like I could get up a day after going to a movie and have a zit on my face where I where I know I touched it. So I have to grab a lot of napkins. And, uh, I mean, the popcorn itself is greasy as it is cause it's popped in oil. So
1: uh, you see, I'm, I'm already filthy and greasy. like my face is so greasy that I, I probably have to worry about getting the popcorn greasier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So for me, the, the giant popcorn and the soda was, a, I mean, I guess a giant soda as well to, to make up for that, uh, dehydration even though even though soda's got sodium in it anyway so it's not helping any but that those those were my staples but what about like what we talked about on the intro with something like jujubes like do you do you have a go-to candy do you care for jujubes
1: I'm not a big Juju Bee fan. Um, when I was a kid, my go-to was definitely Milk Duds. I loved Milk Duds. Um, yeah, yeah. You you could you know you could suck on them for a little bit and then chew them like chocolate with like a little caramel center. Uh, these days, uh, kind of like Juju Bees, uh, they just fucking stick to my teeth and get all in a, in a lot of places that I don't want them to get and uh, don't like to get out.
0: Yeah, they just jam up in there
1: yeah I guess when I was a kid, I didn't really care about jamming chunks of sugar in between my teeth. Um, now that I have to pay for my own dentistry, uh, I'm a bit more concerned about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's a little different, yeah, you know i I wonder if juju bees are just one of those things that's like a like a relic from the past, like when our parents were kids, you know, they ate juju bees, but I don't actually know anybody who eats juju bees or dots or juju fruits.
1: Yeah, the only time I can think of eating them is when I got them in my Halloween candy.
0: Yeah, when there's those <laughs> boxes of dots that have like three of them, and you're like, "Well, it's candy." Yeah, exactly. It, it was one of the last things to get eaten,
1: but it was it was there, and it was candy. So,
0: yeah, I I appreciate a good a good Skittle or a uh, mm. or like they they have those like neon gummy worms or gummy octopi.
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, what what we used to do. Um, which is probably why I'm so cheap or part of part of why I'm so cheap. Uh, We would smuggle in candy occasionally. And I remember going to like Raley's going to the grocery store and getting like the bulk raisinettes. Yeah. And like shoving those in your pocket in a bag and then getting into the theater. But then they're all fucking, they were in your pocket. So they're all fucking melted. (laughs) Just a mess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Those are definitely an old theater staple. And like, I, I remember the, uh, the, the Folsom Theater that we would go to when they opened up that Circle K nearby. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it's like all the candy and soda you could want at a fraction of the price. Yeah,
1: and thankfully, it was the 90s, and so it wasn't unusual for people to wear, like, you know, 150-gallon pants. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jinko jeans. Yeah. <laughs> they could be huge, man. Yeah. You could smuggle a foot-long
0: sub in there. Now, do you have any favorite, like, other theater snacks? Because I don't, I don't know how readily available they were, like, when our parents were kids back in the olden times. But, you know, by the time we were growing up, they started offering stuff like hot dogs and nachos and, I mean, even later on, kettle corn. Yeah, or, like, the little mini pizzas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that just started feeding
0: you because they realized you would also pay three times the price for a hot dog. Oh, shit. See, I, I can never super get into that. Like, again, it's probably one of those, uh, one of those things of, of me being overly sensitive to everybody else. But like, I didn't want to stink up the theater with a hot dog or a pizza or like when, when theaters started letting you bring in like Taco Bell. Like, it always pissed me off when somebody had Taco Bell in the theater. Probably half because I wanted some.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, uh, are you are you saying that uh, the smell of hot dogs, pizza, and Taco Bell is uh, is offensive? It is when I'm trying to watch a movie. I mean, I guess in general, uh, my preference of what portion of you I I would like to be smelling is that it is zero. I would like to not <laughs> smell anybody else, ideally. So I, I I guess I can understand that. Um, I I would generally. I mean, I have definitely gotten hot dogs at, uh, at the movie theater, but I, I didn't really take them in with me. I mean, if I, brought a, if I bought a hot dog at the concession stand, it's usually gone within, you know, a minute of sitting down if it even made it to the seat. <laughs> it does not take long to eat a hot dog. My current favorite concession at the movie theaters uh, and one that they usually are able to pry money out of my, my tight fist your kung fu grip, yeah, yeah. Pry it from my wallet is uh, beer because nearly all the theaters now sell beer and wine and cocktails. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is is still kind of weird to me. Like like growing up, that was not a thing. There was there was no theater that I could think of as a kid that sold alcohol.
0: Yeah, it was it was soda and popcorn, and I mean now you've got fucking studio movie grill where you can order food and booze and. It's kind of strange. It's weird that that the younger generation won't remember a time before that was the, that was the case.
1: Yeah, when dinner and a movie and then a and then, then and a nightcap had to happen at three different locations. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't all you couldn't just do that in one movie theater.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the 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 aforementioned Folsom 14 or you know the Century Folsom 14 that we went to as kids, like. There was a Chili's in the parking lot. There was a Taco Bell next to it. There was a McDonald's across the street. And like you had to go get your food there before the movie. And then you go and get your snacks and you see the movie. And if you're, I mean, I don't think we did this when we were kids, but we certainly did later on, like you smuggle in a flask and that's how you got your booze. Yeah, exactly. I,
1: re- I remember the first time that I encountered that it was, uh, it was like magic. It was like, this is a thing. Uh, was when I was in Austin and went to uh, the Alamo Drafthouse there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was cool. We were, they were doing screenings of, uh, of Heroes. Like, it wasn't even a movie, but it was back uh, in, I think it was the second season of Heroes back when we were still into it because the show hadn't completely fallen apart yet.
0: Wait. Wait, what were you doing in, uh, with Heroes? What were you doing in Texas at that time? Like, that was before you moved out there.
1: I was there for fun, fun, fun fest. It was a big, uh, uh, I was basically there to get really drunk and see some punk rock bands. That's right. And, uh, and I did both of those things, um, <laughs> famously. Um, but we went there to see heroes and, uh, and like I sat down and like, they they had like a little menu and I was like, and I was kind of, I was a little toasted going in. So, I'd like, looked at the menu. It had like food options and beer and all kinds of stuff. And they give you little slips of paper that you can write your order on. And then you just you, you stick them in, you have like a little table in front of you, or it's like a bar essentially. It runs all the way across the seats mm-hmm. you're in. And you, you just write it on there and you stick it on. And then you press a little button. And uh, it basically lets them know you want some food. And uh, there's a really small, like, inobtrusive light, you know, that uh, just lets you know that it's been pressed and then when they come by, they press a button on the other side and it goes off.
0: Like a, like a flight attendant? Yeah. Yeah, like a call button for, on, a, on a plane. And
1: so, uh, like, I'm looking through there and, and I, I and, do you know, I write down, I get some chicken finger meal and uh, oh, beer. I
0: love this story.
1: And, and like, you know, and, and, and I noticed that, country gravy is one of the sides and i absolutely love when country gravy is the is a dipping sauce
0: choice that is is, for chicken strips yeah dairy queen does that yeah that is my dipping
1: sauce of choice if it's ever available and so i wrote uber gravy (laughs) and and put it on there and like i'm just sitting there watching the fucking show and like all of a sudden i smell chicken strips and i look down and it's just there like i didn't even see the guy come or go but there's a beer and chicken strips. It was f- like fucking magic. Yeah. It, the guy gave me like a fucking like cereal bowl full of fucking
0: gravy. <laughs> it was, that is Uber gravy. Yeah,
1: it was, it was very Uber. I dipped
0: you know, the strips and the fries and my fingers probably. I love that story. Cause I hope that one day something like that can happen to me. Like if I ever have the opportunity to write down how much gravy I want, like, I hope I remember to write that just to test them. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing like like you know the first time I we went to the studio movie grill, I was really afraid of being distracted by servers walking around like because they they didn't have the little aisle that that they could just you know whisk themselves through, and then all of a sudden something's there like they're they're just sort of meandering through the aisleways, but i thankfully, it didn't bother me so much, but I mean, you know how e- easily distracted I am
1: oh yeah, yeah i the, the Alamo Drafthouse, like I like the paper idea because yeah, Studio Movie Girl, like you talk to people to order things and uh, that's uh, not ideal. But I guess unless you build your theater, well, I guess they did build those theaters specifically for Studio Movie Girl. So I don't know why they do it that way. Yeah, If I'm involved in a movie, you could do damn near anything and I,
0: I probably won't bother me. Oh, I envy you to no end.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't count how many movies we've come out of and you're like, God, those fucking people that were talking the whole time. And I'm like, I I don't remember hearing anything. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) My hearing is also not very good.
0: Now at the, uh, at the Alamo draft house, did they have like, like fancy seats or something? Like, didn't they have like, uh, like booths or like.
1: Kind of. Yeah. They had like, I mean, they, they weren't like recliners or anything they were, but they were good seats and like a bar in front of you and then a space and then the next row. okay. You know, so you couldn't recline or anything because you were like sitting it was kind of like sitting at the at like a bar or like at a you know the the bars they have at like windows in restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Instead of looking out the window, you're watching a movie.
0: Oh, okay. Now on that topic, can you describe to me, or I guess to our listeners, because I know the answer, uh what what were seats like in movie theaters when we were kids? Um, well, in a single word, bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they, they had uh they were small and they had like little plastic immovable armrests with cup holders uh-huh. and uh, little short backs and a flip up seat that uh, I guess flipped up so that you could get by easily.
0: But yeah, even though it didn't save you more than a couple inches.
1: Well, and it, and it didn't stick out much further than the fucking armrest did anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why the? Why did it flip up? Maybe it was just a leftover from like the previous like stadium style seating back when yeah. you know our parents were kids and they were wood. Oh god. Yeah, I remember it being a big deal when uh, when our local theater got like high backed seats because I was I was always a tall kid, so at even at an early age, you know, all of a sudden I'm I'm up past those seats and you know I'm having to like crane my neck back
1: yeah and and they didn't do stadium seating either so like you weren't more than you know like a few inches taller than the person in front of you
0: yeah just that slight slope that was slope enough for if somebody spilled their drink for it to leak all the way down yeah
1: all over your fucking shoes and whatever (laughs) you had
0: well i guess that that was the first real advancement in seating technology. Like stadium seating was a fucking game changer. Cause like I said, I was tall. So like I was always concerned about being too tall for the person behind me, but then I would also get pissed off when somebody super tall was sitting in front of me. Like, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that jackass comes in wearing his 10 gallon hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking piece of
1: shit. Did that actually happen to you? Yeah. I had a guy in front of me with a fucking cowboy hat once. <laughs> <laughs> what a dickhead. Yeah. I mean, to his credit, like I wear hats and uh, there's not really a great place to, I guess you put it on your lap. Like if you wear yeah, it in the put theater. put it on your knee. You're like, oh. yeah, but then it falls off and gets in that soda that that prick behind you spilled. <laughs> <laughs> it's your problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah don't, don't, wear a, don't wear a tall hat to the movie theater. Wow. I think the first time I experienced stadium seating was in like an IMAX theater where it was like Uber slope. Yeah, yeah. Where you felt like you were if you fell, you would, you would just tumble all the way down to the bottom and die.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen many movies. In, in fact, I think I may have only seen the one movie in IMAX. Oh, and yeah? Did you see that with me? Yeah. Superman it, Returns? Yep. Yeah. Really?
1: I've seen a couple, but I think at least two of the other ones were like the shitty, you know, IMAX documentaries. Yeah, I think I've out,
0: seen like... one of those as well. Yeah. I may have seen one at like a, a uh like a museum or some shit. Yeah, a museum a in San Diego when I was down there last summer. Yeah. And I did not want to do that. That sounded boring, but Angelina wanted to. She wins. <laughs> but I mean, I think everybody who goes to theaters that that's our age at least, because again, this is one of those things where like it's so generational. Like the kids won't understand what seats were like when we were kids. But I mean, the biggest advancement that gets me into theaters these days is those fucking luxury recliners. Oh man,
1: I, it, they are literally nicer than the the seats I have at my house.
0: Yeah, they're more comfy than my couch for sure. I don't. Yeah, you've got some pretty comfy recliners.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they were. They're they're showing their age, man. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's why they did that. They're trying to get people like, why should you do this when you have your 90-inch TV and your surround sound at home? Yeah. You know, come to the theater. It's fucking nice now. You don't have to sit in a, you know, bucket.
0: Yeah, I mean, and when when they're charging like an arm and a leg and a testicle to come see a movie and grab some snacks, like they need to find a way to enhance the experience. And for me personally, like, that made all the difference in the world. Like, I, I, I went to the, the Regal El Dorado, like just uh, up the street from you. And that, that is my favorite theater. I will drive the whatever 35, 40 minutes to get there just to see a movie in that theater rather than the one up the street from you because you, you can recline. They're trustworthy. You know, some of them have those, uh, those leg rests that are all janky and kind of shake and don't, don't want to hold your legs up very steady. Yeah no yeah the, no the ones there are nice they're they're all electric too like you just, yeah. they're nice and
1: quiet so you can put it up and down anytime you want they are uh, I wouldn't mind having those in my house
0: yeah and I love how much space it gives you too because I'm somebody who doesn't like having uh, having somebody sitting directly next to me especially a stranger I used to put like the popcorn in the seat between us.
1: Well, yeah, and hopefully the seat didn't go slip and the popcorn fell between and uh, landed on the
0: ground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I found a way to wedge it pretty good. I feel like I got good at that. I didn't spill too many times. Yeah, I, I remember the first time
1: I encountered the the luxury seating, and it was when I was living in New Orleans. They had a um they had a theater near the um. Near the aquarium, there that some friends were going to, and, and they were like, "You know, buy some tickets. You got to buy them online. You got to pick your seat." And I was like, "Pick your seat at a movie theater? That's <laughs> that's ridiculous." What the fuck? Yeah, but I went online, bought tickets, went in there, had nice big seats. They had booze. It was fucking great. Um, and the best thing about that movie theater is that it was twenty-one and up, so there was no fucking kids, no teenagers. It was oh glorious. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> Although the the teenagers from I don't know, five, 10 years ago were raised looking at their cell phones in the fucking theaters, So they're probably still doing that in their mid late twenties. Yeah, probably.
1: But yeah, I mean, they, they they were, they were super nice and, uh, the being able to reserve a seat was kind of cool, I guess. kind of weird yeah it it kind of sucks though
0: when you go to do it and
1: like all the good seats are already taken but uh that happens anyway
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it takes the takes the guesswork out of it yeah because when we were fucking younger again another thing the uh the previous generation won't understand like we had to show up to the theater early if you wanted a good seat
1: oh yeah good i'm glad we don't have to do that anymore it's like uh you know you you know you we don't remember tuberculosis good (laughs) (laughs) good fucking riddance I remember waiting in line for like two and a half hours when I went and saw
0: the reissue of Star Wars. Fucking gross. Yeah, I remember, I remember the lines going around the building for episode one. Yeah, I don't think anyone waits
1: in line for a movie anymore. I can't remember the last time I saw no. people waiting in line to see a movie.
0: There's no reason to, and it's so great. Yeah, you
1: just got to buy your ticket early. Well, and one surefire way to avoid uh, waiting in the lines when we were kids was to just sneak
0: in. Oh shit.
1: <laughs> did you ever sneak into theaters?
0: I don't know if I ever did. Really? I mean, I I may have what was it called? Like theater hopping. I oh, may yeah. have done that once I where, where I, where I did paid that. to see a movie and then went and saw a different one afterwards.
1: Yeah, we used to do that a lot. You go see one movie and then hop over. Or if you wanted to go see like a rated R movie, you'd pay for like, you know, Garfield and then uh go <laughs> slip into the T2 one or something instead, you know? Your timelines are a little wacky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Remember, we also used to hang out at the back of the theater and wait for people to come out those doors that didn't have handles on the outside. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just as soon as they, you know, when the last guy came out, just kind of grabbed the door and walk right in. (laughs) I remember one time, like, we walked in and uh, this kid we went to school with, Shlomo, was standing there. He was, like, sweeping the floor. Oh, Shlomo! Yeah, and, like, he looked at us and we were like, and we were just like, hey, slow-mo. And and he just kind of like nodded and we're like, okay. <laughs> Kept walking <laughs> in. <laughs> and uh like, you know, we you know, we were just going to see a, a movie. We didn't have anything in particular in mind. And we ended up slipping into some um some baseball movie. Like we didn't know what it was. We just like got in there and like it was some baseball movie and like it was starting. And we're like, we don't want to see this. And so we're like, oh fuck it, well, let's go let's go pick another one. And then we went down and like hopped in uh the sixth cents. But we got there, like, we got into the movie while, like, Bruce Willis is, like, at dinner, you know, that that early scene where he's at dinner with his wife and she's, like, ignoring yeah. him. And that's where we started that movie. <laughs> so, at the end of that movie, when, like, he was dead, I was completely caught by surprise.
0: <laughs> it's like, what do you mean he's dead? No, when did this happen?
1: M. Night Shyamalan really pulled a fast one on me that time.
0: You know, it's funny, like the the workers there knew that kids were doing that and like for the most part they just didn't give a shit like sometimes there was there was a uh a dude who took his job way too seriously and did that because i i actually my second job ever was working at the at the century theaters in folsom yeah but it was fucking badass dude like you'd get free movies free popcorn free drinks you know, if, if you, if somebody cool was working the counter, you could get some bulk candy for free. Yeah. Um, and you know, at, at that age, you're making minimum wage no matter where you are. So you may as well be doing it where there's some fucking perks. Cause I loved movies, you know? That's yeah, way better than fucking McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, granted, I do remember our buddy Jared coming across the street when we were at uh, Zittle farms that one time when he was working at McDonald's right across the street there. And he came with like a triple cheeseburger. That he made himself before he left. That, that was quite the perk
1: too.
0: I remember taking a bite of that. That was that was delicious.
1: Back before you could get triple cheeseburgers at
0: fast food places. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's nothing now. But I mean that that was probably still one of my favorite jobs. Like the uniforms were stupid. You you had to wear that fucking fancy vest with all those weird shit graphics and a bow tie and a button up white long sleeve shirt which is dumb like nowadays they get to wear t-shirts or polos
1: i don't know i i kind of like the the classy old you know making kids dress up like old ushers or something
0: yeah i guess it was kind of a kind of a throwback to the old old theaters days. yeah i thought
1: it had a little bit of uh class to it i, I like that better than the the black
0: polo shirt yeah it was cool Getting a peek behind the curtain of, of the theaters, you know, because we grew up going to theaters and like, you know, it, it's I mean, it, there there's not a whole lot of like magic behind it. But like you got to go up into the projection booth where they where they thread the movies on reels and and, uh, you know, hear the sound of it of it going like it, it was there was still some little magic in there. Could you smell it? Like, did it have a, a did the hot film have an odor to it? Not really. Like to my memory, it probably smelled similar to like the roller rink. Oh, it was just kind of a kind of a grime smell. Hmm. It was probably the the dirty, stinky projectionists up there.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because that, that, yeah, that was back when everything was still on film and projected. Uh, I yeah. don't imagine there's hardly any projectors left out there.
0: Probably not. I, I, I'm sure, like. The theater that Quentin Tarantino owns Like only shows movies yeah. on film Or some shit Maybe Alamo Draft No, they've, they've probably gotten with the times is just th- so much easier Yeah
1: Films came in like Like one reel was not a movie, right?
0: No, no, no Like it was probably like two or three I can't remember what the exact count is Like maybe it's like 80 minutes per reel Or something like that Like something where Most movies went beyond that Maybe it's like 40 minutes. Lord of the Rings would have been like 5. <laughs> what a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, I never got into that, but lots of stoners did. The, they had stoners working the projectors? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. They oh. were all the the pale stoner weirdos up there. Oh. Like like the whole thing about like Fight Club like splicing in, you know, like like when when that projectionist yeah. would splice in like little frames of pornos like like that's probably a real story that, that the writer or David Fincher heard somewhere.
1: I'm kind of disappointed hearing all this, that I didn't work at a movie theater when I was a kid. Cause that sounds like you should have. Yeah. That sounds like the perfect job for a kid. Anyone who doesn't really need to make the money. Cause it's not a lot of money and you get to see some free movies, hang out in a movie theater. Especially running the projector would be fucking awesome. Especially now, like you just press fucking play. Like, do they even have anybody up there? They got like they one probably guy only
0: have one. Yeah, for the whole theater. You probably would have been on floor. That's where they sent all the long-haired weirdos. <laughs> I was in the I was in the snack bar where they put the pretty people, yeah, the
1: presentable folks,
0: <laughs> the people who could actually talk to to adults. But nowadays they can't do that. No, none of them have those kind those kinds of skills. I loved, uh, back in the day, I don't know if they do that, do this anymore. Cause like they stopped towards, I don't know, the, either the end of my tenure or a little bit past that, um, they would do dry runs for movies on Thursday night before they came out on Friday. So this is, this is before the Thursday night premiere was a standard thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it was special. Like just the theater crew every once in a while you could bring a friend, Um, Because they
1: were, yeah, contractually, they couldn't show the movie until Friday. Yes. Originally. And then uh, they started showing them at like midnight showings, you know, so it was technically Friday.
0: Yeah. The first one I remember is uh, episode one, where they showed it at 12.01 a.m. Thursday night. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just been
1: creeping back ever since. They're going to be on Wednesdays soon.
0: Yeah. No shit. Like like, some movies release on Wednesdays. But this is going to be, like, a movie that releases on on Thursday. I mean, sorry, on Friday. But, it, but you can, like, start seeing it on Wednesday. In select theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Let's see. After I had quit the theaters, I still knew people who worked there. So I'd still go see free movies. And I could still get free popcorn and sodas if I, uh. If I wanted to. Um, although for a while after working there, I didn't eat popcorn because I'd go home smelling like fucking popcorn and dirt and sweat. every night it was fucking gross. Wake up and dreaming about popcorn. Yeah. I <laughs> 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 Oops. I, I peaked on that. Um, I bribed one of the managers there to let me into uh, the first X-Men movie. And I did it with a copy of Spawn Number no. One signed by Todd McFarlane. Oh, that's a pretty good bribe. Yeah, I mean somebody that that we knew in high school. His name was, well, message redacted. Yes, uh, his dad owned like a like a Papa John's franchise or something. He just one day he just gave it to me because he's just like, oh yeah, you like comic books? Here you go. So it was probably fake. But um, but then again, he was also kind of a weird kid. So maybe he just wanted to make friends through because, I mean, his dad was loaded. He drew he drove a nice car and wore clothes that were way too nice for high school, like clothes that were so nice that it made him a weirdo.
1: (laughs) Not quite like a double breasted suit, but
0: uh... (laughs) yeah, yeah, like a like a modern rich beatnik. But yeah, I I got in to see that X-Men dry run. By that point, it was just managers and, like, their friends. Because apparently th- there was there was too much, uh, I don't know, I think it was just getting rowdy with uh, when they would let the whole staff come and see the movie. But it was awesome. D-
1: did they do the dry run so that they could, like, make sure the film was good? Was that the original concept? So that, yep. Yeah, so they'd check to just make sure test run on it. the film wasn't messed up. Which I guess they don't need to do now also, because it's digital. Yeah, They can just re-download the file if it's corrupted
0: (laughs) yep i got a lot of good memories there now another type of theater that we haven't talked about yet is the good old drive-in oh i love the fucking
1: drive-in yeah i think i think the drive-in there's ones in sacramento still i think they still use projectors that wouldn't surprise me yeah i i think they may still use projectors and they still get current movies yeah do movies still print on film like, do they still send out reels? I bet they do to some folks, to the, the few that are out there holding firm. <laughs> the Quentin Tarantinos of uh, of the world. But, uh, yeah, I love the drive-in because I, I, I don't know if it's all drive-ins do this, but all the ones I've ever been to do the double feature where yeah. they, they play the first movie, you know, right at right after dusk and then, you know, and then do a second
0: movie. Yeah, Angelina was looking into drive-ins the other day to see if they were if they were open through this, and and sure enough, there there's one in Sacramento that's still open. Yeah, um, I don't think it's the one in Rancho. Oh Wait, no, the, is that the only I one? I think that's the only one. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So I guess that is technically Sacramento. It's right outside of Rancho. Yeah, and there there were like single showings, and then also double features listed. I was like, oh, that's weird. I I always just assumed that they were all double features all the time.
1: That's what I always thought. That, that's how I always did it. And usually it's like a kid's movie followed by an adult movie. So like you could bring your kids and they could fall asleep. And yeah. then you watch, uh, you watch the adult movie afterwards. Because the, the, the second one didn't start till like 11 or 11.30 usually. So like, you know, going to the drive-ins was a, uh, wasn't quite the affair. You leave there at like 2 in the morning.
0: When was the last time you went to the drive-ins? Do you remember the, the last movie you saw there? I do. We went and saw
1: the latest Incredibles movie. Oh, Incredibles two.
0: Yes. Oh shit, that was not long ago. No, it was, was like it? a year or two ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, we went there. Uh, Haley wanted to go, like, her, wanted to go there with one of her friends, and so we met their parents there, and they uh, was it
0: that little shithead that that uh that little kid that was at that was no. at the party that that little boy that that was a little obnoxious fucking twerp. No, it was a different. It was a boy though. If I was ever gonna punch a little kid, it would be that one. <laughs> he probably deserves it. <laughs> yeah, somebody should punch him.
1: But it was cool. We went there and uh, watched the movie. I think we only stayed for the first one, but uh, it was neat going to the drive-ins. Like you, you know, you just tune your car stereo to it. And uh, I hope they're still open because in in these quarantine times, you. Could totally avoid other people I would imagine the concession stand might be closed, or they may just have like markers where you have to stay six feet away
0: yeah angelina was was reading off like the regulations and stuff, apparently the bathrooms are still open. I think they would have to do that, but they're 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 like regulating how many people can go to the bathroom and yeah Ugh. Hey,
1: it's the drive-ins just pee next to your truck <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and, and if the, if ever there was a a movie venue where you, it's easy to sneak food and beer in, it's the fucking drive
0: in. Yeah. You you can bring whatever you want in.
1: I, I almost got kicked out of one for barbecuing once.
0: Oh, that was you. I was, I was sitting here trying to remember that somebody did that. Yeah. Yeah. I brought
1: the barbecue and was grilling some burgers and they came over and like, you can't do that here. And I'm like, well, the coals are hot, man. i what do, you, what do you want me to do <laughs> what did you do I, I finished cooking the burgers and let the coals go, <laughs> go out by the end of the movie man <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? dump them out on the ground that's gonna make it worse
0: see that was something that that was uh super cool going back to uh to tuning your radio to it because i remember being a little kid and they had those like yeah. giant ass speakers that you would like hang on like your, your window, window. Yep. and inside your car and now everybody's car is sound systems way better than those would ever be. So yeah, you just tune your yeah. radio now. and They were like old time radio.
1: Yeah. The only problem is like, if you go in a pickup, like you obviously want to back in and sit on the bed because it's got those big humps. Yeah. Car points up towards the screen. And, uh but usually the speakers are like in the cab, you know, so you got to like open the doors up or something. To oh, get the that's sound right. The but thankfully, literally everyone around you is listening to the same thing.
0: So yeah, you can yeah. usually hear
1: it you don't go to the drive-ins for the movie that like you really want to pay attention
0: to. Yeah. The last time I went to the drive-ins was, I mean, it was probably a good, like 13 years ago or so. I have oh, no wow. idea. Well, I mean, I could find out very easily. I I saw the nutty professor Two. Oh yeah. That was, that was a while ago. Yeah. I went there with a, uh, with a, a girlfriend at the time. And, um, I mean, I, I never really cared much for the drive-ins to be honest. Like it, it, it didn't hold the same the same value to me. It's
1: lo-fi. Oddly enough, it's a more social movie going experience where like you can hang out with some people and bullshit. And like I said, you don't want to go there to see the movie you're really excited about. You go there to kind of Yeah. It's great for kids' movies because the kids can watch it and they're only gonna pay so much attention anyway, and you can chat and you're not gonna disrupt anybody. But uh it's more social and uh better in this time of social distancing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I I think what, what did it for me probably was the getting in and the line of cars and trying. like, it was the same experience as like walking into a theater and standing in a line and trying to find a seat, except you're in a fucking car and there's everybody like, I hate traffic. I hate cars in traffic. Like it stresses me out. So I think just that whole process always turned me off. If I could like get dropped off at a drive in and go meet up with some friends, that would probably be a, a much easier experience for me.
1: Yeah. I remember like in my 20s when we would go, we would, uh, you'd, you know, you'd have two people in the front and then like stuff some people in the trunk because they'd make you pay per person still. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's not that's per right. Car, it's still per person. So you'd, you know, you'd, Shove some people in the trunk or like have them lay down and put blankets over them and try and sneak people in. Shit. <laughs> Even though it's pretty fucking affordable. I think it's like five bucks a person or something, and you get to see two movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we were when we were kids making minimum minimum wage, that was uh yeah. that was still enough to try to circumvent.
1: Every dollar you save is two natty ices. <laughs> Gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, what would you say? Is your favorite part of the movie theater experience? I think the thing that
1: really draws me into the theater is probably the sound. Yeah, because uh, I don't have surround sound at my house. Like, and the screen is nice and big, and it's that's all cool. But I got a pretty big TV, and I can see it just fine. But having like the full bowel shaking. Base and action
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. I mean, I think, I think, I, I definitely agree with that. But like for for me, it's also like it's it's the package of those two. Like, yeah, the the I I like the screen to fill up the space of my glasses. Like, I I, I want I want the screen's edges to be touching the edges of the frames of my glasses when I'm looking at it, and I love how immersed i am in the movie at that point and like like it's as long as i don't have some son of a bitch you know four seats over talking even lightly because my ears just fucking pick that up it's it's one of the best experiences i can think of like i even though i don't go as often as i did when i was younger i fucking love seeing a movie in the movie theaters um another thing that gets me though I think we've also talked about this is my stress about blood sugar and peeing and shit. So
1: that is the devil's bargain of getting beer in the movie theater is uh I'll go get a nice big beer and sit down and then halfway through these now two and a half hour long fucking movies I've got to piss. And I I hate leaving the theater during the movie.
0: Yeah, Endgame's 3 hours, you know, and like like I think I did have to get up and P during that maybe i didn't i, def- I don't know i definitely did because i got like the jumbo beer <laughs> that that movie was fucking badass there was there was only like a slight danger of of a kid like one or two seats away from me talking to his mom like a kid that was like seven years old and was at a uh fucking midnight showing of a three-hour movie
1: yeah it's just a bad idea
0: yeah but, you know, I think we we talked about it in the Joker episode. I'm pretty sure we did about about the idea of seeing if they had headphones. Oh, yeah. 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 We went in after that and, and asked them about it. Um, so Regal offers like these little transmitters that have headphones. And I, I even asked them if I could bring in my own headphones because I got these these cans that I wear like for the podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. So we went and saw uh, Rise of the latest Star Wars movie. Yeah and i asked them they they have their own little like bluetooth headphone setup thing but i tell you what that shit was fucking amazing like the the sound is good it's not quite the same as like hearing it all around you but i i didn't i didn't it didn't bother me
1: well the sound's but, still going on all around you i still ima- imagine like like when the bass rumbles you can still f- feel it just as much as if you didn't if you didn't have the headphones on you're in There's the same some bleed space through,
0: but not not a whole lot like they they are pretty like noise canceling or or at least ear drum isolating um and there were a couple times through the movie where like you know i just thought about taking it off and then all of a sudden like the fucking kid next to me well the <laughs> these motherfuckers because we went to that uh we went to that showing for your wife's work yeah And our, our friend Corey also works for that company and she managed to get me in, um, with, uh, with her and Zach and we were going to go snake some slick seats because we, we didn't really, there wasn't assigned seating. It was like a company outing. And right before we did these motherfuckers that were like half of a family from down in the lower section, like went and snake those seats. We're like, Oh fuck. Well, I guess we got to go take their seats. So then these these kids who took the good seats were like coming down and talking to their mom who was sitting right next to me like leaning over the top of the seat and shit. Like it, <laughs> it's one of those things that that only happens to me. John can't like, win. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck. So I I had like taken the headphones off and like immediately like a kid was there like talking to the mom I was like nope. Like back on. I tried it a couple times but you know, I I mean at least it, it is a viable option if I had headphones when we were watching Superman, the movie, like I probably would have shed a tear at that helicopter moment. Like I wanted to, it would have been the most glorious experience in my entire life. Well, now, you know, John, knowing (laughs) is half the battle. Yeah. The other half is seeing a movie in a theater again. (laughs) Yeah. If, if it ever
1: happens. (laughs) So on the note, when you're talking about seats, where do you like to sit in the theater?
0: I like a, I like a mid, mid-close. Okay. Like, like, like you know how, how they have like the lower section and then they have the upper section that starts with like a railing there? Yeah. I would like to sit in the front of the, the, the back section. Put my feet up on the rail. Or I guess that's stadium seating before recliners. But yeah, I like to be mid-close. I don't want to be in the back. I know Angelina likes the back more. Yeah, I
1: like I like yeah, mid middle of the theaters. Obviously, no one wants to sit at the edge of the theater. Well, there's probably someone yeah. that wants to sit at the edge of the theater, but uh, I don't know them.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I, I I I like middle, but like not the back, but like you know the back of the center section instead of the front of the center section. Yeah, yeah. I like a little bit of distance. Sitting up front is almost uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not good with how, especially those giant um what do they call them like the XD screens that aren't they aren't IMAX but they are big ass auditoriums with big ass screens. Yeah and the front row is like twenty feet away from it. Yeah. Like, like it's like craning your neck up at the screen the whole time. I was pretty close when I saw uh Endgame. Like any closer and I would have hated it.
1: That said in most in most theaters uh most of the seats are pretty good these days. It seems like they've made Theaters smaller rather than larger now.
0: Yeah, when we were younger, like the big movies would debut in like the four like corner auditoriums, which were the giant screens with lots of seats, and then they had like the little peepee ones that the uh, the movies would move to as they got later in their uh, yeah. in their run. They were more like the the Sunrise Mall cheap theater screens. Yes. Yeah. Oh man the uh, the cheapest
1: theater that i ever went to was in uh pensacola florida or no it was in tallahassee florida
0: i was about to correct you on that yeah yeah
1: and uh it did not have stadium seating um it had like tables and folding chairs in a big floor, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> in a big flat room with ceiling fans and no <laughs> air conditioning <laughs> 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 had a big screen up front and, like i don't know if it was like a like an old conference room or something but they'd made it oh, they made shit. a movie theater and we went there and uh, we saw Green Lantern. Oh. Um so the theater was befitting of the film. Hey.
0: hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean ugh, that's such a bummer what that film was because I mean yeah, never mind. We this, this we'll, we'll talk about it in our eventual Green Lantern episode. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that was uh, by far the cheapest, shittiest theater I ever went to. And uh, it just screamed Florida. It was great. Yeah.
0: Uh, so what do you say? You want to take a little break? Yeah. 24 hours is like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wookiees,
1: lasers, death <laughs> star. So slugs up your butt is bad. Is that what I was gleaned <laughs> from this? Hi, we're the Culture Quest podcast. We're on a quest to become more cultured people by discussing a movie, a music album, a book, or anything else really each episode. Check us out culturequestpodcast.com.
0: Hey uh, hey Ben, welcome back. I am glad to be here. I'm I am also glad after that little How was your intermission. Break? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, son of a bitch, I should have thought of that ahead of time. Did you think of that while on break? And you're like, oh. I thought about it like two seconds ago, like right before I said <laughs> it. Uh, what are you drinking over there? Uh
1: I am drinking a uh
0: an IPA, a little session ale. Founder's Thanks. all day IPA. I mixed myself up a little uh little Moscow mule. Oh, nice. Tasty beverage. Yeah. Yeah. Bevmo is um doing like online orders or I called them to get some information. They're like, yeah, hey, we can just take your order here. So it was cool. They, they have a little rope right up front and you just, they let one person in at a time just to check out, get your booze, get on your way. And they had the extra big bottle of uh Tahoe blue. Nice. We are not sponsored by Tahoe blue. We're open to it, but that is a uh, tasty, tasty vodka. I think we've talked about it in the past, actually a drinkable diamond. <laughs> yes. Yes. A drinkable diamond. Indeed yeah but it's good it it uh like i had that giant bottle of uh kirkland vodka which is not bad tasting but as with all other vodkas they give me like crazy hangovers for some reason tahoe blue does not give me like the gross hangover i'm just tired it's that diamond magic yeah well um as per usual you want to get into a little structure yeah why not so, up top, as always, we've got our first impressions. Do you remember your uh, your first impression, your first time you saw a movie in a theater? You know, I don't. Um, we weren't big theater. We weren't a big theater-going family. Oh, yeah?
1: And uh, I'm, you know, certain I went to the movies at some point. I I remember the big booby domes, the cynodomes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no in-theater experience to call on. But what I do have, because I was much older and it was much more recent, is a uh, a memory of um, Odin's first time, my son's first time, at a movie theater. Yeah. And uh, maybe not a certain, we might have taken him when he was like a tiny, no, we probably didn't take him when he was a baby, because he cried a lot.
0: My daughter didn't, but he, he was... So not much
1: has changed. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, a colic, he was a colicky baby. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was his first time. It was certainly the first time that he kind of felt the... I don't know about magic, but the awe of the theater. Oh, you can say magic.
0: And I don't need to be uh, the only person that describes everything as magical.
1: <laughs> but uh, he was... Uh, I don't even remember what we saw, but uh, he kept turning around and looking at the back of the theater and um and it kept like pointing out to me i think he was like 3 and it kept like pointing out to me and and asking me questions about uh where it was coming from cuz he could see the little panel of glass with the the picture backwards on it except much smaller yeah and uh he really wanted to know what was going on up there and uh this was at a studio movie grill in Houston
0: oh shit Yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to love looking back at that thing. Like it it, it was like a little portal. You're like, what the fuck is back there before I ever worked at a theater.
1: Yeah. And and it was all ruined. It was just some stoner.
0: Yeah. Some stoner in a roller skating rink smelling (laughs) little hallway.
1: After the movie, I went up to one, one of the people working there and was like, Hey, he was like really enamored with, uh, With what was going on there. Is there any chance he could see the projection booth? Whoa, what? And uh, the lady was like, she was like, oh, yeah, we could probably do that. Hold on. Let me go see. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. This is cool. Like, he was all excited. He wanted to see what was going on. They get to go show him what's happening up there. And uh, then the manager came over and she was like, nope, you can't do that. And uh, dashed his little dreams. And now he'll never be a famous movie producer.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I bet that uh, that theater worker knew good and well that they were going to say no. But they're like, I ain't going to be the bad guy for this little fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. They said, like, insurance reasons. Like, he doesn't got like, to touch anything. Well, I remember when I worked at the theater, like, there was, like, a big-ass steep staircase that went up to, uh, to the projection hallway. So I I I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if could have carried him. <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm envious of your experience because you were able to take your 3-year-old to a theater and have a good time or if I or if I'd be horrified and just irritated the whole time that that he he'd be like asking me questions and shit and like looking around and fidgeting like I can't even t- I, I I don't go to movies with my six-year-old right now, uh, or at least not if it's a movie that I care about, yeah. because she can't be quiet. She can't stop moving around. And I'm like, nope, it's not for me. I'm too easily annoyed.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what movie it was, but it was definitely a movie that we went to for the children.
0: It wasn't a reissue of Alien. Yeah, no. Was, he uh, wasn't was quite ready for that yet.
1: <laughs>
0: That's when he was four. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and I, you know, because you see, like, in the movies where, like, the kid gets to go into the cockpit of the plane. Yeah. Where, like, I want to see the cockpit. Like, sure, come and he on gets in. inspired.
0: Yeah. You ever sat on a grown man's lap, Timmy? <laughs> you like gladiator
1: movies? But uh, uh, it, was, it was kind of disappointing that uh, they couldn't just show him what was going on. But, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do?
0: I mean, to be honest, you don't want him to be a projectionist. They're all a bunch of pasty weirdos. I think I already talked about that before, but yeah. Oh, he's he's a kind of a pasty weirdo sometimes. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) He's growing into a into a projectionist. Although he's more social than they are. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he likes talking. (laughs) So, John,
1: what is uh? Do you you got uh, with your crystal clear memory that you go walking around with? Do you remember uh, the sights and smells of your first theater experience?
0: I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a hot summer afternoon. Me and my friend Ryan Snyder went with my dad and my two oldest sisters and one of my sister's friends to the old synodomes on Greenback. That's where I'll leave that behind. Or that, <laughs> that cadence. I didn't want to keep that up the whole time. Um, my dad and my sister Melissa went and saw Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. But me and my buddy, Ryan, and my oldest sister and her friend, Mandy, uh, I mean, this memory is absurdly crystal clear yeah, for somebody who was specific. seven years old. Yeah. Jeez. We went and saw, what is it going to be? I, batman 89
1: okay i was gonna say you probably made a mistake if, if you didn't go see indiana
0: jones but <laughs> yeah i mean that's a win-win. my priorities yeah yeah exactly that, that was a good summer i think uh i think back to the future 2 came out that summer too 89 was a good year i, I remember looking at it recently like 89 was a good year for movies it's definitely got 2020 but. beat yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I mean, maybe maybe Bond will make up for it, but I doubt it. I remember seeing the the nineteen eighty nine Tim Burton movie and it exploding my brain. And I mean, we we already talked about it in a, when we when we covered that with the uh, yeah. the reissue and we went and saw it. But I remember my buddy Ryan, who he was a couple years older than me, but he I mean, so he was probably nine or ten. But him turning to my sister who was like 13 and just being like hey babe can you pass the popcorn <laughs> and that that little that little line has always stuck out in my head like it was such a memorable thing but i mean i don't remember the movie so crystal clear but i remember the experience and i just remember the awe of being there like i'm sure i saw movies before that but that is that one is my earliest clear enough memory of it yeah so take that well that's better than i got so ben a little what if for you and this is going to be a little topical because if you're listening to this in the future we're in the uh the throes of the 2020 pandemic of uh coronavirus the covid19 that your parents are telling you about i'm assuming the person listening to this or i'm speaking to the person who's listening to this 25 years from now yeah after
1: it's been archived in the library of congress yeah and uh they're probably doing research on uh the uh phenomenal impact key exploration the podcast had on the
0: course of human history makes sense yeah yeah we're 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 like the bill and ted of real life <laughs> So with our, ta- uh, with our talking about theaters and how much we love them and what an impact they've had, uh, in society and pop culture and a generational span, what if theaters are gone because of this? And maybe that's why they're researching it. You know, I, like, oh, yeah. what's this movie theater? We we've never heard of because <laughs> we we've heard about AMC, you know, is probably going to file for bankruptcy through this chapter 11. I mean, I'm sure yeah yeah so i mean they're they're not going to disappear from bankruptcy but what if the theater industry doesn't recover from this because you know if they if they reopen and they have to keep six feet between each other and and they just can't fill the seats or they have to raise prices so high to stay open that people stop going and everything just turns into a streaming world like what if
1: like i said i go maybe three times a year so it wouldn't it wouldn't change my life that much. I don't think it would have a huge effect on me where I would, you know, cry and weep over the loss of the industry. Uh, But I think society would be poorer for it. I mean, I I think there's definitely something meaningful about everyone kind of getting together in one place and laughing together and, you know, um, being entertained by the same thing at the same time and kind of sharing that experience with one another and and then also being able to talk about it you know like did you go see this and did you go see that the Mm -hmm. whereas if everything goes streaming it'd be like you know people don't tend to watch streaming movies immediately when they come out uh, because they're always coming out there's something here there's something there you know eventually it kind of catches on and simmers and then you hear about it and then you watch it yeah it's nothing that you know you're really looking forward to and you bought your tickets two weeks in advance kind of thing.
0: Now, how would you feel if th- this just popped in my head? How would you feel if theaters had to restructure in a manner that like, you know, right now they've got giant sprawling buildings with giant sprawling screens and shit. What if they restructured to where they built like little personal screening rooms? Like, like you see like the, the rich celebrities and shit, how they have those theater rooms in their home where there's like six seats And a, uh, and probably like, you know, like a 90 inch screen, you know, maybe, maybe they could go to like a, to like a 200 inch screen. Yeah. Yeah, It's probably bigger than 90 in the, in the, in those actual theater rooms. I've
1: built a few of them. You can get like a, they generally have like a 12 foot diagonal. So forty four to, you know, 200 inch screens, pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah. So what if theaters restructured to do it like that, because you've still got all the surround sound, you've got a giant ass, like a more giant screen and a completely blacked out room like you want, you know, that you can't often get in your home. Would you pay the same ticket price to go do something like that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, if they if they still had surround sound and all that, I mean, the size of the screen doesn't for me doesn't isn't that important. Like IMAX is almost too big.
0: It's just yeah, definitely it's
1: fucking massive. And you know it's all relative. So you know, in with a twelve foot screen, you don't you know you can be pretty close to it, and it still looks pretty fucking big.
0: So I I think I think I'd be cool with that. I think I would be super down for that because like as long as it could fill fill up the same amount of my eyeball space, yeah, I think I would feel good about it, and I would I would lose that whole fucking person talking to the person next to them or the, the teenager with the cell phone out. Like, No, no you wouldn't. I might almost prefer you'd, that.
1: You'd still get one of those in
0: every theater you
1: ever went to, John, just
0: because you're John. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I would go there with my family and friends and some asshole would still be doing it, yep. but at least with them, I could tell them to shut up or tell them to put their phone away. Like I, I, I mean, I wasn't so harsh with Angelina, but like, there was a time where, where she was like checking her, her phone, you know? And like, even though the light is dim and stuff, I'm just like, put that fucking shit away. Like I'm, I'm, I am a stickler for those, those, uh, theater etiquette rules. I think it was my, my dad. I went and saw a movie with him once and he kept, you know, like leaning over to ask a question or something and, you know, totally harmless, but. Me being me, like after a while, I was I was just sort of like I just sort of glared at him a little bit, you know, like wide eyed and just like put my finger up to my mouth, like Shh. like I I can't I can't have that. I'm watching a movie, but I yeah I I think I could dig that. I don't know how feasible it would be because I mean the reason AMC is in so much financial trouble right now is because they they retro or not retrofitted, but they. They updated all of their theaters and did a, did a huge, you know they they got in a lot of debt doing that, putting in the recliners and the stadium seating and all that shit. Yeah, they're out of revenue now. Yeah, so I don't I don't know how much money it would cost and and if they could make that happen, but I'm I personally would totally pay like you know the twelve dollar ticket price to go see a movie like that. Would you pay twice
1: the ticket price to go see a movie like that? Because that might be what you'd have to do to, yeah. you know, cause it's all about butts and seats. And if you've got, uh, fewer seats, you need, uh, more money from each, butt.
0: <laughs> I was waiting to see where that would go. <laughs> uh, well done. Um, I think I would, but only with the very special movies, you know, like it would have to be a movie that I, that I would need to see in the theater. You know, like I, I wouldn't go see a fucking Romantic comedy for that. Well, then again, if Angelina really wanted to see it, then that would be a special reason. But I've taken chances on movies for $12 and I'm okay with that. But I don't, I I think it would be less likely to take a chance on like a $25 movie. But if it's like the Batman, of course, I'm going to go fucking see that in the theaters. Like, absolutely. I've noticed the, the movies that I tend to see
1: in the theaters now are like big action movies. And uh, things that you really get the bang for your buck. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw a comedy in the theater, which is kind of disappointing because laughter is contagious. Like Mm -hmm. anytime I've gone to see like a live comedy show like stand up, it's way funnier when it's live just because there's other people laughing and, and
0: it's it bleeds over to you, you know, that's what I've heard. I need to go see a live comedy show because I don't I don't really enjoy like stand up comedy on TV. I don't think it's that funny. I love stand-up
1: comedy. Well, you need to listen to or watch better comedians.
0: <laughs> I mean, I listen to the ones everybody says is good or says are good, but
1: yeah, we should do that. We'll we'll do that as a uh, gone geek exploring thing. Gone geek exploring yeah. stand-up. I I I I need to see more stand-up shows. That's that, We're not going to do that, that
0: anywhere happened. in the near future, that's for sure. But I think that's, that's what the the movie theater experience has become, you know, is is the the big spectacles, the Fast and the Furious, yeah. is Fury Eye, and uh, the uh, <laughs> the Marvel movies, and I think that's what Martin Scorsese was lamenting the loss of, you know, with his whole Marvel comments in the last year about them not being cinema and shit, because he grew up watching. You know movies that were, that were drama and that were character pieces, and those are the movies he makes, and those are not the movies that people want to see in theaters. like pe- they, they just don't make money um, that, and that's why he's going to streaming.: Yeah and
1: people still want to see those movies. they just they don't you know the 21.5 surround sound or whatever the fuck they're up to now, doesn't really make a big difference in a drama.
0: Yeah, if, if The Irishman did a wide release, full theatrical run, I would not have gone and paid money to see, you know, one third of it, which is what I did on Netflix.
1: <laughs> Theater movies probably shouldn't be over three hours long either. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's
0: Unless a, they're endgame. Even then, that's a fucking stretch, man. <laughs> I loved every second of it.
1: Or put an intermission in the middle. You know, find a spot yeah. where where you could be like, all right, everyone, here's ten minutes. Go take a leak.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I mean, I was watching a uh, Phantom of the Opera last weekend with Angelina because they were they were streaming like the 25th anniversary uh, performance of it on YouTube for free. And um, and by the time it got to intermission, yeah, you know, I was like, holy shit! Like, we're only halfway through, but I mean, that thing's only like two hours long. It just felt longer. i i thought i was a fan of phantom because growing up i loved the soundtrack but i never saw it live um i did see the the joel schumacher movie but i know now that i am not a fan of the uh the (laughs) stage production of phantom of the opera that shit was boring
1: i don't think i've ever seen it i'm i'm not a big musicals fan me either angelina loves them if COVID-19 can take them out and leave movie theaters alone, <laughs> I, I I'd be I, okay with that.
0: Oh man. Yeah, on our second date we went and saw like a fathom event of like a, a Miss Saigon another anniversary performance on the big screen and she fucking loved it. So yeah, I mean I would be super bummed if theaters disappeared, but if they could evolve into something where we could social distance and still have that theater going experience like Fuck yeah! I'll go there. I'll see a movie. I'll buy that big ass bucket of popcorn so they can make their money. I'm in. They could just devolve into drive-ins. Start opening new ones. You know, I I bet if they started pumping the kind of money into the drive-in experience that they pump into theaters, like they could come up with something that would that would set it apart. Because right now the drive-in, it's great because you're in your car and it's a cool experience, but. It's still a subpar cinema experience, and,
1: and it's pretty low rent too. Like that fucking that drive-in is surviving, not thriving.
0: Yeah, I remember back in the day, like hearing that it was going to close like any second. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's and, the way
1: it's been for twenty years. Yeah, and uh, it looks like it. Then there has been no money pumped into that facility at yeah. all.
0: You see those those uh, those screens during the day, and they are ragged. Yep. But thankfully, you know, like you said, it's a lo-fi experience, so, yeah. you know, you, if it was super crystal clear, like, I, I remember seeing a couple movies in the theaters where there's, like, a, a hole in the screen or something, and I just see that shit, and it bothers me the entire time. It's a little speck. It's like having a dead pixel on your phone or your TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Ben, do you have a favorite use in pop culture with movie theaters? Oh, I was supposed to be thinking about that. Oh. Well, I can go ahead if you want to think about it for a second. (laughs) All right. Well, we, we talked ahead of time about a couple that I was thinking of because it's really tough to find, you know, the movie theater scene in a movie or the movie theater section in a video game or a song about movie theaters, you know, like general pop culture stuff. But I think what comes to my mind is my favorite is in a little game that we played when we were younger called Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. Duke Nukem was, a, was like a side-scrolling platform character before. Yeah. Um, but once like the, the Wolfensteins and the Doom craze hit, they made a uh, first-person shooter out of it. And he was just crass and crude and... Shake they- it, baby yeah you like in the very beginning of the game you can go up to a stripper and press your like action button he pulls out a dollar bill and says you want to dance and like they they you know do their little thing you know what a stripper does but in that uh in that same first mission you go into a movie theater and uh you know there's a curtain there that's fine You, you can run through all the seats you kill a couple assholes but you you can Open up the uh, the curtains and go up into the projection room and make a porno play. I mean, it's it's not like you don't see any full penetration. Like this is you know early Early graphics, early
1: nineties video game, but it's it's clearly a porno theater. Yeah, yeah. So and you had to go, yeah, you had to go open the curtains and fucking it was like a two step process. Like yeah,
0: and it was totally an Easter egg. It wasn't necessary, you know, for for the completion of the game. But for our little, I mean, we were probably 12 at the time. Oh, yeah. That was great. That that whole game was amazing. Like, that game would never fly these days. Holy shit. Well, unless they they did it like they did the last Duke Nukem game where it was totally, like, in your face. Like, this is ridiculous. So we're, but even by the time that came out, like, people were calling it tone deaf and, like, you know, a relic of an old age, you know, which is probably what that aspect of our sense of humor is <laughs>
1: exactly what it is now <laughs> whether we like it or not
0: but yeah that that's the one that comes to mind i'm sure if i did some super hard research i could come up with a movie theater scene in a movie that nah probably not that's pop culture
1: uh yeah yeah uh, movie theaters in pop culture that's just a that's a weird thing um i mean, the only thing that really comes to mind is uh was it Gremlins 2? I had like the theater full of
0: Gremlins that John would hate to sit next to? Oh, I, honestly, <laughs> I'm not certain I've ever seen that all the way through. Oh, really? I remember, I remember watching at least some of it when I was a little kid.
1: But yeah. Gremlins 2 is great. It's, the, it's like Gremlins making fun of itself and just taking everything to the next level.
0: That's what I've heard. I've, I've heard some pretty heated debates on the merits of Gremlins 2. Like Gremlins One Purists, you know, are are, talk a lot of shit, but but I've heard some good arguments as to why Gremlins Two is valid, and and that and that's usually the crux of the argument is that it knows what it is, oh yeah, and it's doing that on purpose. Yeah, it's certainly not better than the first Gremlins, but
1: the movie theater scene in it is cool. Like it's it's got all the Gremlins in a movie theater, and they're you know causing ever loving hell. You know, but they're watching a movie. They're, you know, throwing popcorn at their faces instead of eating it. It's just, it's just a mess. It's just, As you would
0: do if you were a little reptilian puppet.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I could probably sit in the middle of that theater and enjoy a movie, and you would just be fuming the entire time.
0: Yeah, I would leave. I, I imagine
1: that that scene is what John Williams sees when he walks into every movie theater. Just a bunch yeah, of the, fucking the second animals. Yeah, the I hear someone
0: <laughs> say a thing, or I see a cell phone screen after, like, the silence your cell phones thing has come up i think there was a movie theater
1: scene in one of the muppet movies too but i don't have a clear fucking memory of it so uh
0: oh that sucks because you love your muppets uh, yeah well this is what i get for
1: not thinking of something ahead of
0: time <laughs> yeah i mean i mean to the to the listener I, it's weird how in this time of uh of coronavirus and quarantining and everybody everybody has all this extra free time like we've still got our day jobs and somehow i feel like i am more busy and more pressed for time than i ever was before it's really bizarre i've been slammed the last like three weeks yeah just and, and just because of other things going on in my life i'm i've been very busy we decided on the topic last night and this is coming out in three days, you know, so it's we we generally try to get a little more of a lead time on this. Oh, your sister's going to hate that, that I that I put a peek behind the curtain in there. Suck it. So I guess that sort of leads because I don't
1: uh. do you got a ranking list of the top five things you better not do in a theater? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no shit.
0: Nah, I think they, that's been our entire show. People, <laughs> people listen. They know exactly what's going to bother me. I I had thought about doing a list of, like, you know, best movies to see in the theater. But, I mean, I think we've also talked about that. Like, when we talked about getting a new um, big TV, like, or a new sound system. Like, what are the first movies you watch? Here's my top two. Best movies to see in the theater, I imagine, for one of them. But what are the two movies that you think you should watch first, if you get a new TV or a new surround sound system? Or a Blu-ray player in my case,
1: uh, T2, yep, and um, Jurassic Park. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> those are fucking
0: solid movies. <laughs> I swear that was not rehearsed at all. But yes, I am ecstatic that you that you came up with both of those. Like, when, I remember when I first got a Blu-ray player, when I first got you know like a, a high-def TV. When I first got a sound bar, like all of, you know, that, that's the question. Like, do I watch T2 or do I watch Jurassic park? Cause the, those are, those are the clear mm-hmm. front runners. Oh, that's so great. So there's, there's my ranking list. Thank you for taking part in it.
1: Glog damn it.
0: <laughs> all right. So I guess that kind of leads us to our, uh, our one word review and some final thoughts. Do you have a, do you have a one word review?
1: My plan was to come up with one while we were recording, but I was too busy recording.
0: <laughs> My one word review for this and I had to go to thesaurus.com to try to find the right word is otherworldly. Oh, okay. And that yeah, that's because, you know, I I again, it's one of those things where I could just easily describe it as like magical, but it's a it's an experience that is uh transportive you know it it really takes you somewhere else and puts you in a different world i can enjoy a movie on my tv just fine i don't have like a giant tv with surround sound but when i'm in a theater and i'm in the zone like i am there they have taken me somewhere else and i feel like that is the cinematic experience that that they want to put someone through that's why I get so angry and so up in arms when people are being loud or looking at their cell phones and shit, because it takes me out of that. Yeah. I am there to be transported. And even though it is a communal experience, you know, I'm, I'm there for me. I'm there for my enjoyment and I don't want somebody else's actions to ruin that at all. You know, you you pay good money to go to theaters. Yeah. You don't want them breaking your immersion. Yeah. Like they are the penny in my christopher reeves pocket in somewhere in time you know like at the very end like spoilers for everybody he pulls out that penny actually you know what i won't spoil it he pulls out that penny and it takes him out of the moment we'll we'll call it you know but but it ruins the whole experience i don't want something even for a moment to take me out of the movie because that kills a little bit of the experience you should just watch movies in vr no shit put headphones on put your thing on just be in your own little world can i like like what's his name uncle stinky or whatever it is on the uh star wars <laughs> holiday special
1: try and pick a better movie though
0: or is it lumpy which which one's stinky and which one's lumpy and which one's pervy i can't remember the kid's lumpy yeah, the kid's right? lumpy is the grandpa stinky is that right <laughs> I don't think so. I think I thought that recently and somebody corrected me, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to remember what that is. Well, what about you? Do you have, do you have one word? Yeah.
1: I'm, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, communal because, uh, if I did immersive, you already kind of covered that.
0: You know, I was looking for something that was like communal. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <should have> <laughs> you words. said that earlier and, it, and it, it made me think of
1: it. So, um, but yeah, no, it, uh, I do like movies because you can enjoy them with other people. Um, and I guess you could do that on your couch, too, but uh, generally not with, you know, a few dozen strangers, at least. Well, you can. Yeah, I guess. You could just uh, open your door. We're showing T2. Come on in. <laughs> but like you said at the beginning with, you know, the fucking endgame scene with fucking Cap catching the hammer or... Um, you know, it, a really good comedy, which it's been years since I've seen a comedy in the theater. I should probably do that because I do like it. And uh, just being able to kind of feel the reaction or I, I even in the frickin prequels, the Star Wars prequels. When I remember when freaking Yoda finally shows up and fucking starts bouncing around like a fucking gummy bear with a lightsaber, <laughs> the, the cheer that erupted from the crowd because everyone had been waiting to see that for so long.
0: Oh, weird. See, I don't even remember that. That one didn't hit me. I feel like in that moment, I was like, what's this fucking Sonic the Hedgehog ass bullshit? (laughs) Did you see it opening night? Um, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I know I saw Phantom Menace opening night. I may have seen Attack of the Clones, but yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah,
1: it is a cool collective thing that you can share with complete strangers and, uh, and, and you you know you can see it in their faces when they walk out you know if it's been a good movie everyone's walking out with smiles talking about the best part of the movie and, and you know you can kind of you could sit outside a theater and and get a pretty good idea of whether or not the movie's good without hearing a word anyone says.
0: See, do you remember that shit when when uh, commercials for movies would come out and they would like be interviewing people that came out yeah. of the, that had just come out of the movie and they're like oh it was breathtaking and blah 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 like that was good. You definitely don't see that anymore. No, and, and and
1: conversely, if if everyone you know if it's a shit movie, everyone walks out complaining and you know laughing about what a piece of shit it was and how they should ask for their money.
0: <laughs> <back>. <laughs> or if it's uh, an Avengers End Game, they've got their their John Williams there telling everyone to shut up because they're going to spoil something for the people going <laughs> in.
1: Yep. Like I said earlier, that would be the biggest shame of theaters going away is the fact that everyone's just going to sit in their their little hovels and watch movies by themselves. Yeah. So, come back to
0: us, theaters. Yeah. Don't leave me. Um, Well, thank you very much, folks, for uh, sitting down for a couple hours and having a snack and (laughs) enjoying this experience with the community of the two of us. If you want to let us know how we did today, you can hit us up on the social medias. uh, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page. Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast or Twitter at GeekSplorePod. You can also shoot us a little message uh, at email at GeekSplorationPodcast.com. And if you enjoyed today's show or any of our
1: other shows, uh, please uh, go on by to like Podchaser maybe or Apple Podcasts and uh, maybe leave us a five thumbs up review. Uh, we do still have uh, some swag available at shop.geekexplorationpodcast.com. And uh, our theme song is Cruisin' for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, Theater 10 is to your right.